Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I'm singing in the intro. Oh, wow. I'm singing in the intro. Oh, it's like such a great intro to sing in. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Mm, wait, who's that behind the curtain? Zach, there's someone singing the intro for you. <gasps> oh no, I've been found out. Person behind the curtain, what bloody year is it? Or I'll smack you. <laughs> oh no, the year's 1952. <laughs> Welcome to the theatre! And by the theatre, I mean oldie but a goodie. It's a podcast where we're watching movies from old times. We're in the year 1952. My name is Sandro, and uh, last week I was stranded on a desert island, but it's a good thing that I escaped that in, betwe- in between episodes, because it's time to review Singing in the Rain. And, oh, I'm, I'm walking around old-timey Hollywood. I'm trying to find someone to talk to. Oh, hello there, good sir. Why, hello there. A young-ish, but also old-souled British man has come to see me. Hello. Why, yes, that's I. How do you do, good sir? Why, I'm walking in the streets. Walking in the streets. I'm walking in the streets. Is this some sort of reference I'm not getting? Yes, to the movie Singing in the Rain, which did oh, okay at the time. It was no, it didn't do that well, actually. It did well, kind of okay. Well, it's quite popular in the future. Yes. How do you know that? Ah, don't worry about it. It's not important. Anyway, nice to meet you, good sir. I'm John Wickham Gascon Bradford Steed at your service. Mm. You can Wickham my Gaston Steed. <laughs> if you... I'm pretty sure I've mispronounced my name, but that's fine. What's your name, good sir? Oh, my name is Sandro. Very musically inclined, you seem to be. Very good, very good. I could use a good, good young strapping lad like yourself on a new series I've come up with. A new series that you've come up with? What is this new series? Yeah, I've put it into production, but it, it would be out for a long time. Uh, I'd say about nine years. Nine years. But 19... the, the time frame... The 60... Time frame 61-ish? Yes, Ish? correct. What is this series? What's it about? What's it called? It's called The Avengers. Oh, yes. I know this series. <laughs> yes. It's a British television series. I'm getting a few other people involved, like uh, Daniel Keed, Ian Henry. Oh, my God. Of course, Henry might leave later on, but uh, it doesn't matter. You've already then- cast this thing you're making in nine years? Well, I'm getting the cast together. It's not finalised yet. They're going to be nine years older by the time you're filming it. They're going to be old people. Well, we're filming it now and releasing it in nine years. That seems incredibly unprofitable. (laughs) 
that doesn't. That feels like you're wasting well, production money. Well, we haven't money. started it yet. We'll start it in a couple of years. He's a good friend of mine. All right. Okay. I'm getting people together. All right. All right sure thing. Good lord. All I'm saying is this intro seems a little bit like a stretch. Excuse me. And then in around 1976, I'm planning to do the New Avengers. Yeah, the New Avengers, that's a good one. And then in the year 2012, a movie is going to be released in America called, called The Avengers, but people, the British studios will think that British people are too dumb to know what the difference between yeah. the Avengers and the Avengers is, so they'll call it Avengers Assemble in Britain for no reason, and yes. it fucks the marketing, honestly, it fucks it. It's, it's, it's really dumb. But great series you know it is it it features an umbrella which is why i'm circling around to this it features an umbrella that i use as a weapon oh yeah okay? that, that is in that series that's, yeah, uh, yeah, that's yeah. Right. yeah which is which is how it tangentially relates to singing in the rain because uh, there's an important umbrella yes anyway i'll see you later old chum Oh, hey, Sajo. Hey, Zach. Hello. I teleported into this body to record an episode. Who's this guy? That's uh, he's like the creator of the TV show The Avengers. Oh, yeah. John Steed, the immortal man of The Avengers. Yeah. 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 That's right. He's that's like right. 200 years old in the future. Really? Yeah. Is he still around? What's he doing? Making sequels to The Avengers. Oh, he's still yeah. making them. Yeah, it's like it. Avengers 57 now. It's oh crazy. Oh my goodness. The new, 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 new Avengers is what it's called. Yeah, yeah. They combined it with the uh, Avatar universe to just continually pump out sequels that have, like, weird, like, second meanings, like Save the Whales and stuff. Except now it's, like, Save the Planet, but the planet's fucked anyway, so. Uh... Yeah, it's, a, it's all a bit rough. Well, that's too political for me to get into. Instead, yeah. let's talk about the movie Singing in the Rain. Oh my god, Singing in the Rain! It's so good! It's so musical! Makes me want to tap dance. Makes it's you want to tappity tap, and also makes you want to singity sing. I, tell I wouldn't you. go that far. Oh, <laughs> that's fair then. <laughs> We're talking about Singing in the Rain, Zach, which is a movie. We'll do non-spoilers than spoilers, but if you haven't seen this, I'm surprised, first of all. Yeah, what? <laughs> what have you been doing? Have you listened to other episodes? Have you seen other movies? Start with that one. Yeah. That, if this is the first movie you want to watch, go watch that one. That's a great starter. That's a banger. Although... It will be disappointing on a lot of other movies when they don't randomly start breaking out singing. But trust me, it's it's like a musical thing, all right? You're going to have to get used to it. Oh my god, yeah. If your first movie was a musical, do you then expect all movies to be, to be musicals? <laughs> if no one ever explained it to you, I would want to live that life where you go in expecting every movie to be a musical. Be a musical. <laughs> I can't wait to see Avengers and when, you know, Avengers versus like Ultron and Ultron just starts Stop tap dancing that. with his backup crew. Uh, Singing in the Rain, Zach, this is one of my favorite movies of all time. I fucking love this movie. I think it's so good. What do you think of this movie? You watch this movie. Is this your first time watching this movie? What are you? Last, answer the questions, goddammit. Sandro, you've stolen my thing. This is my favorite movie of all time. Wait, no, really? Oh. It's not my favorite. No, no, no. But I really love this movie. It's mm. a great movie. Mm. And, uh,. Personally, one of my favorites as a child. Because mm. I like I liked singing singing in the rain. While in the rain, or potentially in the shower. You liked singing, singing in the rain, in the rain. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're in the rain... You've got to sing, singing in the rain. You're singing in the rain. It's true. And you're in the singing mood, you got to sing, singing in the rain. There's yeah. no other song you sing in the rain, but sing in the rain. That's true. You understand? I like to sing The A-Team by Ed Sheeran when I'm in the rain. Oh... <laughs> 
I like to sing the theme from the A team. Ba ba da ba 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 ba. Just kicking puddles around, singing the yeah. A team theme now song. Now that's that's a bad. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna say it. I think this holds up. What? I think this film, bit of a banger, honestly. You think this film's a bit of a banger? This this film slaps. I <laughs> Slap sticks. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think this movie's got kind of everything. It's got the comedy. Yes. It's very funny. Absolutely. It's got the pretty good acting. I did not expect to laugh, but I did. It's got um a pretty fun plot. Plot was good. It's got a romance that might have been romantic for the 50s, but nowadays it's still kind of funny. Mm. <laughs> uh, it's got some pretty good songs. It's got some great dancing, and I tell you what else it's got, a weird 20-minute bit in the middle that doesn't kind of need to be there, but it's also kind of its own thing, like a short movie that's just its own weird thing that happens that no one really addresses ever again in the movie, aside from one point where a guy's like, I don't know what that was. It's just this weird point halfway through the movie that honestly you could skip, but I like that it's there. That's Singing in the Rain. What? You lost me. You had me for a while there and you lost me. But I guess we'll get into it in non-spoilers. Yeah. Non-spoilers. What do you think? uh, What do you think? It's great music. It's great acting. It's great people. It's also a great, like, the, the best bit about this is how they are, like, showing you the behind the scenes of filmmaking while filming this film. Yes. And, like, the struggles from moving from silent pictures to uh like uh pictures with sound yeah and like the struggles with that that's still like relevant there's all like editing things you you probably enjoyed that as well as we get like the the struggles of trying to put this film together yep it was great i was like oh shit i could i i i i got this this is great it's really good and also it's like it's very funny, and it's also- Because a lot of movies that are about Hollywood are kind of shit because they're trying to show you how great Hollywood is. This one's not. Yeah. This one's like, eh, it kind of sucks, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That This one's great because it, it, there's bad people in Hollywood, and they're like, hey, there's bad people in Hollywood. This kind of sucks. It's pretty good. This is, this is a great film. If you haven't seen it, you need to go see it. Yes. Before we get into spoilers, go, go watch this film. Go get some time. Cut out a bit of time, maybe get a friend or a relative or someone to watch it. Mm. Just watch this film. It's a great film. It's, it's a very, it's a very good movie. Uh, there is a warning though. You may want to do a little jig, the mm. little sing and dance afterwards. It's very infectious. Yes, I'm trying to think if there's anything in this that doesn't hold up. There is blackface for a split second, was but there? also, oh god, I missed yeah, it. Yeah, there was Fuck. for a split second. They're like walking around the studio and there's one guy in oh yeah that's right in the background yeah Yeah. oh yeah that was that was pretty bad at least it was like not a feature of the film you could easily just like cut that out of the film that like 10 seconds as he passes some guy that small bit uh, but also I'm like are they making fun of the fact that people do that or because I I nah I think it was just like a a thematic background thing it's like oh they're filming this over here isn't that you know, cool. Yeah, I feel like Gene Kelly and the writers of this, there are they are self-aware to a point about Hollywood. Yeah. But there's still stuff at the time that I don't, don't think that they're particularly aware of. Um, there, there was one song where a guy's talking about a beautiful lady. Oh, and yes. he's like, and also she's 16, which is great. I and feel I'm like, like that was self-aware. Ooh. That one had to be self-aware. But the problem with that one is, though, Gene Kelly, who's the main actor and the, one of the directors of the movie, his whole 
whole thing, the reason why we don't like him is because he married underage people. Oh, so I'm like, why'd you put fuck. that in your movie? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if that was self-aware, Sandro. I think back then they thought 16 was reasonable. Yeah. Uh, for like a 30 plus year old movie director thing you know um oh and also the director of the movie uh one of the directors one of them is obviously gene kelly who's the, the main actor but the other director is stanley donnan uh who did direct uh blame it on rio so you know maybe what maybe no what that is crazy yeah you're kidding the person who directed this film, one of the best films of all time, went on to film Blame It on Rio. That was his last proper theatrical movie was that. Go check out episode wow. 69 if you want to know what the fuck we're talking about. That is potentially the worst movie we've ever done. It's definitely yeah. up there. It's Bad. It's real gross. <laughs> yeah. Um, he also directed a movie called Seven Brides for Seven Brothers, which uh, is also a bit problematic. It's like seven brothers kidnap seven women and then force them to be their wives, but it's meant to be romantic. It's, ve- it's very odd. Wow. That's a weird movie. Wow. Okay. Well. Uh, yeah. But Singing in the Rain, though, if you separate it from... Gene Kelly being kind of awful and also the behind the scenes of this not being amazing and one of the directors being a bit of a weirdo with the movies he made. This is a great film. This is a great film. Well, I'm curious about the background of this film, but I'm sure you're going to tell me more later on. Uh, Um, I can get into it now. I feel like it's not spoilers, so I think we can get into it now. It could be a little spoilers. True. We can can get into it just after giving our little ratings and tell people to go watch this, but maybe not anything else by some of the directors. Maybe not anything else. But this movie's great. Yeah. And I think the the main actor, that guy, he's awesome. That is Gene Kelly, yeah. He he also helped direct it. He's good. Yeah, like, he's an amazing dancer. His dancing is incredible. Incredible. His dancing and singing's pretty pretty spot on, I'd say. And directing, might I say. He did direct. I think he directed he probably choreographed a lot of this. I feel like that's why yeah, he's credited yeah. as a director. I think he choreographed a lot of what was going on. Yeah, yeah. The dance sequences were probably helmed by him. He is yeah, he's great as Don Lockwood and I mean his sidekick, Donald O'Connor as Cosmo Brown. <laughs> he's fucking amazing. As he's the comedic great. relief, he's he's incredible. Yeah, he he carries half this film. Yeah. He's kinda, he's kind of the 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 unsung hero. Mm. <laughs> Get it Un- unsung because <laughs> they're, they're singing a lot except he does sing he sings a lot and he's great that's one thing that i always forget about this movie though is like the two of them are always either singing or dancing but they very rarely do both which leads to scenes where it feels like they've forgotten the lyrics and then are then just dancing because they forgot the lyrics yeah. there's some moments where he's like i'm singing in the tappy tappy tap singing in the tappy tappy tap it's very funny <laughs> I enjoy it a lot. It's great. I I liked uh I liked um he did slapstick. Mm. And I laughed cuz it just got more and more ridiculous and I was like, "Hey, I I'm not usually a fan of slapstick. It was a good slapstick." And I had a good time and I even laughed. I think he's great. I feel like his this is set it's set in the 30s or 40s. So yeah, it's like yeah. The slapstick is kind of a throwback to Charlie Chaplin, that era absolutely, of slapstick. Absolutely. So I think it works. The, I mean, this is, yeah, this is, well, it's it's based in the period where they're swapping from black and white, no sound, to sound, and the troubles it brings. And speaking of that, there is Gene Hagen as Lena Lamont. Great. 
super funny. Yeah. She's so good in this. There's a weird moment near the end that I'll talk about later where I don't completely buy the turn in her character, mm-hmm. where she becomes the villain, and I'm like, I don't know. Well, she's kind of the villain of this film. That's the whole point, isn't it? She's not exactly shown in a good light at any point. No, but I'm also like, she did nothing wrong. What? The character didn't really do anything wrong. Wow. It's kind of villain sympathizer over here. It's kind of like villain a villain sympathizer. It's kind of it's it's kind of like a Sharpay in High School Musical scenario. Yeah, I knew you were gonna bring up Sharpay. <laughs> I knew it because of High School Musical. Of course, it's on our braids. It's bo- I was gonna mention her as well. We're both in that mindset. Yeah. She she does feel like a Sharpay situation where in the sequel she'd be like. Oh, she was just in love with this guy. Yeah. And so she she did this out of love for this guy, but she's not actually that bad of a person. Yeah. Well, because I saw um the stage version of Singing in the Rain about 10 years ago, by the way, was right up the front and had to wear a bloody poncho because they kept putting rain all over me, bloody kicking the rain on the audience. It was pretty, Whoa. pretty wild. Uh, but they, at the end of the movie, she gets... At the end of the play, rather, she gets redeemed. Like, it's not a, ah. she's the bad person for the whole film. So, I like that ending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they do plant her as the villain of this film. But, yeah, she could have easily been a Sharpay situation. I could I could see it both ways. Yeah. I didn't mind her being the villain. I think she was a great villain. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think she was really fun. I liked it. Is that her regular voice, or is she putting on a voice for that one? Oh, she was definitely quite... putting on a voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good. Because that makes it kind of funny that she's putting on a voice for the, like, film. Yeah. As an ironic sort of thing. Yeah, I don't think I've seen her. She was in the original Shaggy Dog. Um, <laughs> ah, classic. Outside of that, I don't think I've seen She did, like, some radio stuff as well, but yeah. Um, and then also, Debbie Reynolds is, is Kathy Selden. We'll get to her later in the making of the movie, but she's very good in this. She carries some great moments the guy who runs the movie studio as well he was really fun millard mitchell oh yeah he's great i like the whole uh the whole storyline with him where he he's also struggling with the actors and the sound and other things but you know he's also in charge and makes the big rules and all that i like it i like it anyway we'll 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 get into some spoilers bloody rate the movie zach is it an oldie or is it a singing in the rain a goodie is the other that's the other one we're not doing we're not. That's not a thing. It's a singing in the rain. Yes. A singing in the goody. The goody. Yep, singing in the goody. Oh my! It's a goody. It's great. It's great. It's addictive. I've I've got it stuck in my brain now. I can't get it out. The singing in the rain. It's tap dancing on my brain. Mm. It's a good time. Go watch the film. If you haven't watched the film, go watch the film. It's a good fun time. Even if you don't like uh, musicals, just like them, lol. I mean, if you don't like, like, people who don't like musicals, I feel like will still like this one. Because it's only, like, 30% a musical as well. That's true. That's true. And, like, the other parts, it's like, uh, it's like a drama sort of piece where, you know. Yeah. Film manipulations going on and Hollywood is bad and all that. So it's cool. It's it's very satirical and it has a good message. I guess you could skip the songs if you hate that, but like, God, that feels so wrong to think about. Don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, just don't don't hate musicals. Get a good opinion. Yes. Like like this film. And I mean also like if you don't like if you don't like musicals but you only watch modern musicals, completely. 
completely fair enough. Yeah, completely yeah, yeah. fair yeah, enough. There hasn't been an iconic modern movie musical in ages. The best one might be West Side Story, but that was a remake of a film from the seventies. So you know, um, I think yeah, like classic musicals. Give them a bloody shot. Give them a shot. I'd start with this one. I'm giving this a goodie too. Yeah, and if you yeah, disagree yeah. with me, you can go get sung in the rain, mate. Ooh. I'm aggressive. And fuck yourself. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that too. Oh my goodness, I'm so sad. My name's Sally McSeller, but it may as well be Sadie McSadder because, oh man, Sandro and Zach are at the end of their Cagerama Volume 2 series on Patreon. I love listening to them talking about Nicolas Cage movies. And oh boy, do they have a treat right now. Two Nicolas Cage movies. Con Air, Gone in 60 Seconds. In one episode, they're going head-to-head in a cage match battle. Here's a clip. Uh, I really like Christopher Eccleston as the bad guy. Oh, yeah, that was great. It it was really jarring, though, when he first appeared on screen. I'm like, why is the doctor here? What is he? What's happening? I'm so confused. Which kind of sucks for the actor when they want to do something different, like Daniel Radcliffe is always Harry Potter. What's Harry Potter doing here? You know what I mean? But, oh, boy, do I know this actor from one role and it's Doctor Who and, like, nothing else. Like, I mean, he's good in a lot of things, but it's weird because he's got hair. I'm not used to him having hair. <laughs> uh, shout out to uh, male baldness, uh, you know? Make characters more badass as they age. Connor gone in 60 seconds bonus battle. You can get that episode right now on patreon.com forward slash oldie but a goodie pod plus the other five episodes of the K-Drama Volume 2. And you can get ad-free episodes of the show you're listening to right now. That's just a little plus. I'm Sally McSeller. I'm, I'm, I love pluses. Zach, do you want to get into the making of this movie? Or do you want to talk about characters and songs first? What do you want to, what, what? what? Uh, oh, that's a good question. Mm. Um, I'm curious as to the making of this film, because that, that holds holds a bit of juicy knowledge that I don't know, but we could we could talk about the film first. We could talk about some of the songs and dance and overall plot. Yeah, well, the basic the basic plot here is you've got Don Lockwood and Lena Lamont are Hollywood darlings, but they hate each other. Well, just one of them hates the other one. The other one's in love with well, the other one. That's true. That that that's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. Because you got the male lead. He he hates her, but she loves him, mm. or seems to. I don't know. She has a weird thing because it, it's revealed at the start of the story when he tells the story that like she she gave him the the huge cold shoulder. At first, when he was a stunt guy. But as soon as he became an actor, she was like, oh, hang out with me. Like, <laughs> instantly on a dime. It's like, so I don't know if her love is genuine. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. They're in movies. They're in movies. But one day, the movie business changes as people start talking in movies. Now, here's the thing. Mm. Don Lockwood, great actor. He can still do movies. He can still talk in them. He can still act. Lena Lamont. Kind of got a bit of a high-pitched voice. Her voice sounds a little bit like a mouse, one might say. A little mouse! No! And people are like, oh my god, that's pretty bloody weird. People aren't going to like that in the movies. It's true. And she's also, like, 
She's bad at sound acting. Yes. Like, she doesn't understand it so much. She's doing her usual acting routine, but of course she has to talk into the mic. But she just she just can't talk into the mic properly. So they have a very funny scene where they're having audio trouble. That is one of the best scenes. Which uh, we can yeah. relate to because we have microphones and audio trouble. Yep. If you've got microphones, you will every now and then have audio trouble. It's, it's the laws of the universe. It is. I love the scene as well where they show the version of the movie that they kind of rushed together with sound it's just awful it's the sound mixing so bad yeah 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 oh it's great it's showing the like first cut of this movie it's it's really bad and the sound gets out of sync um so it has a hilarious moment where two of the actors have like swapped lines <laughs> accidentally because of the uh, lagging sound yeah the audio so it yeah. looks like the guys yeah the lagging audio it looks like the guys saying the girls part or the girls saying the guys part mm-hmm. yeah no 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 yes 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 no 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 that's a that's a uh, that's a very funny scene um but eventually they're like, we're going to turn this into a musical. We're going to make the one of the first ever musicals. So they make, they make a musical, but obviously Lena Lamont can't sing. So they bring in Kathy Seldon to dub her over. Mm. And that's and that's the movie. They're found out and, and, that's, and that's it. That's it. They fall in love. Well, there's also the bit where the, the actress tries to manipulate the studio into putting the... A voice actor into a permanent contract for the next five years to be this actress's voice. Yes. And she manipulates the studio into not crediting her. She gets all unraveled at the very end with they they do this thing where they get her to sing in front of a live audience. Yes. Where they do the whole uh, the voice actress in the back, but then they open the curtain and it's revealed that the voice actress was singing the whole time. And then they have this big reveal and song and dance. That's good. And yeah, that is, I mean, plot-wise, that is what Singing in the Rain is about. It's pretty simple, but I mean, there's so many hilarious moments in this movie. It's so funny. And a lot of good singing and songs. So, like, um, for example, the at the start, after we get like the sort of intro period, we have the the sidekick of the main character, mm. bit of comic relief, as it were. He sings about how you got to make people laugh, make them laugh, make them make em laugh. laugh, make them laugh. And that's that scene is just it's just a lot of slapstick. Yeah, yeah, he's just he's just kind of slapsticking around, but he gets more and more ridiculous as he goes along, and yeah. he just he just keeps going, and it beca- for me it became funny of just how long the, the slapstick continued, <laughs> yes. and at one point he's just like spinning circles on the floor mm-hmm. singing. It's very dumb. It's very stupid. It's just it just gets really stupid, and I found that very funny. Yep, that one's really really funny. This movie's music is really interesting because it's kind of like a jukebox musical because a lot of these songs were already songs in other movies as well. Yeah. So Make Em Laugh is pretty similar to a different movie in the film called The Pirate. 
there's a long sequence in this film where Gene Kelly kind of dreams the introduction for the movie they're filming. That's the long sequence that I feel like doesn't need to be in this movie, but I also really like it. But it doesn't need to be in this film. But it's very good. I I thought that was that was a thing. I thought that was part of it. I thought that was like a movie scene that they filmed. Yeah, it's him. Well, because I mean, in the context of the movie, it's him trying to describe it to the main guy, and then he's like, "Yeah, I can't quite visualize it." <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, it's yeah. the punchline. Well, that's it. That's it. I thought I thought it was like a cut to them actually filming it, but uh. he like they filmed that. But he's describing it to the guy right now. But in the future, they filmed that, right? And we saw the visualization of what happened in the future there. But obviously, he didn't get it, and he's like, "I can't visualize that," which is you know funny. Yeah, that was my thought in it. So I didn't, I didn't think it was sort of added in. I, I thought it was fun. I it like that good. part. It goes on. A, it goes on a bit too long in near the end. The ballet sequence with the girl with the dress. I mean, I love it. I love it. I think this movie is pretty much perfect. What have you done dancing before, Sandro? <laughs> bloody heckin dance Zach, before. Let me bloody tell you, we met dancing. That's how we we fucking met. Mates. What? <laughs> That's how we met. Oh shit! That's right. Do people know that? I feel like we probably mentioned that on the show. We before. probably mentioned it, but not in a long time. We met when we were like three. Yeah. And in the movie, the main two characters, the, the character and the sidekick, mm. you know, the com- comedy guy, they met at dance classes. That's true. They when did. When they were like three. They would be podcasters nowadays. That's Absolutely. They would, they, would be, they would be podcasters reviewing movies about people who met at a dance class when they were three. That's what they would be doing right now. Uh, what else? Uh, the song... Good Morning is actually from a movie from the 30s. Uh, the mm. same with the song Would You, also from the 30s. Everything from I that think, dream think- sequence is from other movies around the 30s as well, kind of taken parts here and there. Yeah, I think it's kind of like a, a reference ball. Yes. They just added like lots of little references and stuff in that, which is cool. It's cool. cool. I think the lyrics are new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The lyrics are new, but the songs themselves and the melodies are are all from other musicals. Um, even to the point where "Singing in the Rain" came first. The song came first. The song was made in the late twenties. Mm. Was in a bunch of movies, but is more iconic for this one. I mean, obviously, the movie is based like the name of the movie is that song. Yeah, it's so the called song "Singing gonna... in the Rain." Yeah. so he sings "Singing in the Rain," and he does a good job of it. So I think, yeah, that is the iconic version, without a doubt, of that song. <laughs> oh, absolutely, absolutely, and it's a good song. Yeah, it's a bit like Smash Mouth. I think mm. you know when I say Smash Mouth. You think of somebody once told me yes, All Star. And you think of Shrek. It's iconic. But it was in a lot of movies before that. It was in a bunch of different films from the early 2000s. <laughs> yeah, we even watched one, which ended with uh, a unique rendition of Smash Mouth. God, that was bad. Yeah. Oh, it was great. It was awesome. It had a, it had a, a fucking... What do they, they call that instrument? The mouth instrument. Uh, fucking... Oh, the uh, fucking... The, not the recorder. What's it called? Harmonica. That's it. Harmonica, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, they had a harmonica solo in All Star, which was awesome. That was the best bit of the movie. Yeah, it's so interesting. Like, Singing in the Rain, and I know that this will probably offend some people, but Singing in the Rain is the Moulin Rouge or the Mamma Mia of its time. Mm. It's a bunch of already established songs in a bloody movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But it's a good movie and it's good renditions of the song. I think it's like, yeah, it's like a hit album. So they, they did sort of cheat, I guess, with this one. I think I think the idea was it's also sort of like a reference thing. Like it's a big reference where we don't get the references nowadays so much because this is just the movie that we're referencing. When you say Singing in the Rain, you think of Singing in the Rain, not the other movies with Singing in the Rain in them. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What would you say your favorite song is aside from Singing in the Rain? Because that's that's the obvious one. That one's amazing. Mm. That whole sequence is hilarious. Yeah. Uh, and so much fun. What would you say your favorite sequence or song is? I did have Gotta Dance stuck in my head for a bit. I uh, I did like the uh, the one where they get the, the tongue twister. Moses supposes. Moses supposes. Uh, something something hoses. Yeah. And then, and then they make fun of it because it's like, and then we say hoses because it's the only thing that rhymes with Moses or something. <laughs> they say that, like, during that, which is great. That was a good one. You gotta make him laugh, mm. make him laugh, make him laugh. I like the make him laugh one. Yes. I think that one was probably my favorite. I'll, I'll hit make him laugh with my favorite. I think that one's a really good one. But they were all pretty good. Which was your favorite, Sandro? I love Good Morning. Good I Morning. I really like this good version morning. of Good Morning. I'm trying, I'm trying to think if there's any that top it. I feel like Make Him Laugh technically is the best one, just purely because it's just it's just him throwing himself into shit. It was, and it, it was seems funny. like it's all one cut, too. It seems yeah, like they don't yeah. cut. It's Yeah, it's really impressive. Oh, I don't think they do. I think it's all one shot. And the worst song is probably the one where he says, at least she's 16. Um, that's probably the worst song. <laughs> I think we, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's sweet, 16. And I was like, oh, did he just say, oh, oh, that doesn't hold up as well. Ooh. I do love how that song turns into an, uh, a fashion advertisement, though. That just goes on forever. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 It's very it's, funny. It's very silly. Obviously, it's, it's played up. Uh, it's great. But yes, definitely a bit of a whoa, <laughs> yikes. I wrote down heaps and heaps and heaps of quotes from this one as well. Uh, so quickly going through some of those. Uh, at the start of the movie, they're watching a film. Lena Lamont's on it. She's on scene. And someone in the audience is like, oh my God, she's so refined. I think I'll kill myself. <laughs> and I was like, that is, <laughs> that is a very modern joke for the 50s. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that that's, sums up, I think... Uh, what's it like? Fandom culture, mm-hmm. where people are too obsessed with people. Yeah, which I I'm not sure was worse back then or not. Because on one hand, nowadays you have a lot of different things to obsess over, so a lot of obsessed. Whereas back then it was like famous people, like you were grabbing magazines, you're yes. obsessing over them because you didn't know anything. Nowadays you could know anything. Yeah, and also nowadays as well, the big thing nowadays that I've seen a lot is we're never going to get a movie star nowadays who's the same as movie stars back then. Because there's too many fucking movies. Yeah, yeah, oh, absolutely. There's too many movies for any one actor to be the thing. I think it's a, there's more, uh, like, spread out craziness. Yes. And by spreading it thin, it's become less. You know, if you have more concentrated, they hype each other up. They become even more insane. You get those fangirls. Ah! Yeah, we're never going to get another The Beatles. We'll never get... I mean, we almost did with One Direction, but also it didn't quite get as big as The Beatles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's it. We'll never get a pop star like Michael Jackson or Elvis again. That won't happen. Uh, I don't know. 
crisp rat over here. He's <laughs> he's looking real real up there, you know. I'm sure. feeling it for for old crispy rat. It is it is interesting. Uh, another quote I have was, "What's the big idea? Am I dumb or something?" Which is a classic. <laughs> she says that all the time. What do you think I am? Stupid. One quote that I didn't. I've seen this movie a lot. One quote that I didn't remember though was, "Call me a cab." Okay, you're a cab. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that was good. That's it. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember that as well. I was like, ha, that's a good joke. This is good. Uh, they do a funny little bit of wordplay. He like he likes doing that where he'll just take something literally. Yeah. I think there was a moment as well in the scene where they were, because it's at a house party and, uh, well, yeah. a dinner party, I should say. It's the fucking 50s. It's not a house party. Yes, this is a, this is a refined is. Uh, thing, Sandro. You can't make fun of it. Uh, anyway, we have women bursting out of cakes. <laughs> out of cakes. But there's a scene in that where someone mentions the Marx Brothers while they're doing Marx Brothers style comedy as well. So yeah, like, that's kind of funny. That's kind of funny. Um, Speaking of bursting into the cakes, like, uh, so at one point during the movie, um, the uh, female love interest she bursts out yes. of a cake. Yes. And that's we discovered that that's her job. And then the guy's there and he's like, ha you're not an actor. You're just a sing and dance showgirl. Yes. But the, the comedy relief says, oh, finally we found you. We've been looking at every cake in town. <laughs> yeah, that was very funny. Which, uh, which I thought was a great line. So that was the one I wanted to mention. It's like, yeah. ha they've been searching the cakes. Because, yeah, she burst out of a cake at one point. I've got another quote involving her, which is, I think they're meet cute just after she bursts out of a cake. By the way, uh, the yeah. love story between Don and Kathy. <laughs> yeah. It's, Are you saying it's a little sus? It's it's dated a bit. It's dated, but it doesn't take away from the movie. It's, uh, uh, what do you mean it was dated? I think it felt pretty natural. I mean, the first scene where he just kind of hops into her car and then is really close to her and they don't know each other. And I'm like, this is not well, okay. <laughs> yeah. And you know what she does? She gets the police involved all of a sudden. That's true. And I think that I think it was quite realistic. She jumps, he jumps into her car. She's like freaking out. So she gets a police officer and he's like, oh my God, you're that famous actor. And she's like, oh my God, you're that famous actor. Um, and then he gets all pompous and tries to like schmoozy up to her. And she's like, you know what? You're a piece of shit. You know what you do for a living? It sucks ass. You're a piece of shit. <laughs> She's a fucking film bro. She's like, I don't watch f- movies. I go to the theater. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, what just happened? I got dumped. Yeah. And it like sticks with him for the next, because he's like this famous playboy thing. Mm-hmm. Who's who's a little, he's a little bit too much in his head at this point in the movie. Yes. He's a little bit too full of himself. And then he he's sort of brought down to earth where he's like, oh, wait a minute. Not every woman is fawning over me. This girl's like, what I do isn't acting. And it devastates him for the rest of the film. And I thought that was pretty good. And then they get back together because he's like, I can't get you out of my head. And then they... I thought this was one of the better relationships we've had. There's I mean, a lot worse. Out of every film we've done this year, this is probably the best one. Yeah, yeah, so far. Like, you know. I do like the line, though, when he is in her car and he's like, I'm not going to molest you. I'm but a humble jester. I was like, yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. Okay. That, that line didn't, didn't exactly age well. Yeah. I yeah, think it's funny, you know though. I think that line was funny. I mean, it's funny, but it's also like, oh, okay. If someone said that in my car, they are flying out the moving car's door. <laughs> you can jester on the road, sir. 
And there is a scene as well. Uh, speaking of things that don't age well, it's the blackface in that one scene. But also, there's a moment in, I think it's in Good Morning, where they're singing Good Morning around the world. And they pretend to do, like, I don't even know, like a Hawaiian rendition of the song. Oh, right. And it's just a bunch of racist gibberish. It's like a Looney Tunes that it turns into oh, for a okay. second. And I'm like, she's like hula dancing. I'm like, I don't like this. But... But that is, like, the only moment. This movie holds up really, really well if you take away. And that's always, that's the thing as well. It's like, this is a comedy from the 50s. Of course stuff isn't going to age well. You're not going to get a comedy from this time or any time before this. And there's not going to be, like, there's always going to be jokes that don't age well because it's a comedy, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. Like, yeah, yeah. So some of it hasn't aged as well, but I thought this movie aged quite well. Yeah. Besides a few bits. It's like, you know, this is a fine wine. You reach the end of the wine. There's a bit of like congealed grape or something at the end. And it's like, oh, that bit is not so good. Let me not not drink that bit. Maybe we cut this bit out of the wine. Uh, The rest of it was great, though. It is really, really good. Behind the scenes stuff. Let's bloody get into behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. Oh, I'm very curious because you mentioned this earlier and I'm like, this is stuff I don't know because I've watched this film before. I've enjoyed it. I've singed and danced, but I don't know what what was in the making of this singing and dancing. Well, uh, in the role of Kathy Seldon is Debbie Reynolds. Uh, unfortunately, she didn't have a great time making this movie. So Jean Cayley was the choreographer. I don't think she had any dancing experience before making this. Ah. Uh, and uh, not to say that Jean Kelly was a bit mean, but he was a bit mean. Uh, he was a bit mean making oh. this. Made her cry many times while they were filming it, calling her not particularly good in scenes to try and get a better performance out of her, which, I mean, don't do that. First of all, don't do that. Yeah, that sounds like he is a comical villain of a movie in that case, but it's not very comical if it's real life that you're abusing people. Yeah, funnily enough, I think she was, like, she was crying after a rehearsal or something, and uh, Fred Astaire, who is friends with Gene Kelly, but a worse person actually was like, no, it's worth it. You should stick with this. This is going to be a good movie. So even though I hate Fred Astaire, he kind of helped this movie be made. So cool, I guess. That is a much darker tone than I thought this like lighthearted dancing film was going to be. Yeah. But but I guess like dancing is all about like putting on a smile and, you know, doing the dance no matter how you're feeling. Yeah, no, it's rough. I I think it took them almost like 20 hours to film the good morning routine. And because she wasn't an experienced dancer, her feet were just wrecked at the end of it. Yeah, yeah, Like, it it, it was hard. Uh, She was quoted a few years later being like, singing in the rain and childbirth were the two hardest things I've ever had to do. Wow. Wow. Which is rough. And also, just like Wizard of Oz, this is an MGM movie. So none of this is a surprise because it's MGM. Oh, right. Yeah, I didn't know that. Wow. This puts it in a much worse light. I'm glad I spent, you know half an hour be like, this is the greatest movie ever, go watch it. I should, I I always forget that I should listen to how it was made first. I mean, I feel, I feel like, yes, 
it, it's just like The Wizard of Oz. It's a very good yeah, movie, it, but... It, it's an insanely good movie, yeah, but obviously the abuse behind the scenes wasn't great. Very much not okay. Um, She wasn't the only one who got uh some shit happened to her behind the scenes, though, but I will also note her character, right, is meant to be overdubbing Lena Lamont. She's meant to be yeah. dubbing her in the movie, but the funny thing is Debbie Reynolds was dubbed over in this movie. <laughs> oh, really? Wow. Ironic. Yeah, two songs that are meant to be her singing are actually dubbed over by someone called Betty Noise because uh, her accent was too thick. Wow. Isn't that ironic? Yeah, which is very ironic because she's meant to be the one- The dubber of of the movie. But I didn't know about that, which means this movie is like what the movie's tried to say not to do, where I don't know the voice actor behind the scenes, right? Exactly. Exactly. That's so weird, yeah. I don't know if she did any other musicals after this, though, but she was in a bunch of movies with Gene Kelly after this as well, so I guess they probably, like, uh, made up or something. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but the other person who who was a bit fucked over in this, uh, honestly, it's not necessarily his own fault, but it was his choice to do it, was Make Him Laugh. Make Him Laugh almost killed him. <gasps> no! Really? Yeah, he um he was like smoking a whole lot at this point in time and so doing make him laugh was too much work. He was in a hospital bed for many days after filming it. Wow. And there was something like um yeah, he ended up in a hospital bed after it. He was suffering with exhaustion and carpet burns and stuff, but an accident behind the scenes caused all that footage to be destroyed, so we had to do it again. <laughs> no. Wow, so are we seeing him, like, post-hospital? Yes, we are, in the movie, yeah. Uh, after doing all that and having to do it again. So there's possibly a cut that doesn't exist anymore where it's even more aggressive, the slapstick, like, that he gets into. Yeah, true. That's crazy. I think, in particular, it's the trick where he runs up a wall and does a somersault. That one, in particular, yeah, took yeah, him he... forever and just, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, that was quite impressive. Yeah. So, yeah, that makes sense. Wow. Yeah, I mean, uh, props to him, because mm-hmm. it's one of the best scenes in the movie, I think. It was, like, my favourite song. Yeah. So, uh, I think, uh, yeah, well done. And also, fuck. <laughs> yep. Um, another one, Zach. The last one, though, but it's Gene Kelly, so maybe he deserves it. I don't know. Uh, for the sequence of Singing in the Rain, he had a fever. He was sick. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Which is kind of funny. He was just really sick making that sequence. He had a fever. He was He was burning up. Also, he had to wear a special suit to stop it from shrinking. Ah, okay, probably because, yeah, the fabrics they used back then. That makes sense. And there's a popular myth as well where the water in that scene isn't water, it's milk. Yeah, To yeah. get it to show up on camera. That is not true. If you've heard that, that's not true. Oh, okay. They use backlighting, okay. but I like that myth because then you can watch it and be like, he's dancing in milk. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how that would work, though, but I get like... I guess... Yeah, well, because Technicolor at the time was different to how we capture colour now. It's true, it's true. And uh, look, it could it could have been milk, I guess, but that seems like a very far stretch. Yes, yeah. I, w- I would have suspected they put, like, glue in water or something, like like a thin, thin layer of it, so it... Because they do that sometimes with ads. Mm. They, like, to make 
milk, like fake milk, it's just like glue and paint. Yes. To get those like frothy milk shots, you know? So I could believe that, but uh, yeah, milk's a bit of a stretch. Um, I'm trying to see if there's anything else here, really. I uh, think you've ruined this movie enough for I me, don't, Sandro. I don't, well, that's the thing, though. It's the same with The Wizard of Oz. I <laughs> yeah, hear these yeah, stories yeah. and I'm like, yes, well, I, I, it's I bad. Didn't, I, yeah, I didn't know these things about the movie beforehand. Well, that's true. Like, that's what this year is, just ruining movies for you. That's what yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. It's like... If I if we had not done this film, I would have been in a blissful universe where I thought the production of the this film was fine. But obviously it's not. And like it's probably not a bad thing to know. I feel like I feel like though, unlike Wizard of Oz, this was a hard movie to make, and Gene Kelly has gone back and said, I treated the cast badly on this one. I'm sorry about that. I just wanted yeah. to make an amazing movie. It's good that he's admitted that. Whereas you look at someone like Stanley Kubrick who literally tortured his cast members on The Shining. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's, he never apologized for that. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, this one feels a lot better because, you know, it didn't permanently put a young actress in a drug coma state where True. she couldn't go without drugs, like, became an addict after that. So, like, the repercussions of this film are not that bad. No, for sure. I mean... The filming of it was pretty bad. It's sending people to the hospital and, you know, ruining actresses' feet. Like, that's not good. But it didn't have lasting repercussions, which is always a bonus when you're in film production, I guess. I think that that's good. And also, no one died, so that's good as well. That's all... Yeah, that is true. No one died. No one that's died. A, that's a winner in my book. It's got a one-up on Tarzan and the Mermaids based off that. Yeah, oh my god, I forgot... Yeah, at least they make a good film yeah. with all this <laughs> abuse. At least something good came out of it instead of people dying for Tarzan and the Mermaids. That's nuts. Um, also, one quick thing as well in terms of the budget of this movie. That sequence, the Broadway scene, the Garda dance part, that cost a fifth of the budget. That scene is one of the most expensive sequences in this entire movie. Oh, really? Wow. And I don't really know why it's in the film. It does kind of feel like Gene Kelly just wanted to do a music video. Yeah. And it's good. It's really good. I, it was fun. I enjoyed it. I thought it was great. I don't know why you keep shitting on it, Sandro. Why do you hate it so much? Well, well you're on this you're on this hate bandwagon the re- for it. The reason I don't like that scene, and it's not because I don't like it anymore, but as a kid, I just got bored during it, and I always skipped it. Oh, yes. Well, here's the thing, right? It's because, as a child, you were the biggest film bro sitter. That was your dark age. You you had a, a heart of coal. I remember this from previous <laughs> episodes we talked about. How, as a kid, you were, you were a film bro, a film critique, and rated a lot of these films a lot harsher than you do now, so that's fair. I, I, I'd say, Sandro, that you are the... Um, you are the, uh, what's her name from High School Musical? I'm the Sharpay. Uh, I'm the Sharpay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're the Sharpay of the film bro into podcaster. Well, I mean, if I uh, meant to be the universe. villain, then I would be Gabriella, because she is the villain. Oh, that's uh, true. Gabriella and Troy are the bad people. Act- no, they're fine. Uh, they're fine. <laughs> <laughs> Any other moments that you wanted to mention from this one? No, I think we, I think we, we, we summoned it up. I'm trying to think if there's anything else hmm. in the film. Uh, just like the ending where she's now on a poster. That's nice. It's got singing in the rain 
as a poster, which brings up the fact that is Singing in the Rain a different thing in this universe? Or did they make this film in the universe about her and about this story? Like, did this happen in the real life in their situation and then they made a movie exactly verbatim about it? That's true. It brings up a lot of questions. Are we watching the movie that they made? Yeah, are we watching the movie that they made with the new actress, right? And did they get the old actress to play the villain <laughs> of herself in the film? <laughs> like, there's a lot of questions that go into this. But I'm going to ignore them and say that, uh, no, that's it. This film is ruined for me forever, thanks to Sandro. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. All right, well, let's come up with a bloody remake, a remake, a Rooney of this movie. Remake. Oh, no. Well, my first thought is like a remake, but it's in the future where the rain is toxic because of pollution. Oh, my and God. So he sings in the rain and then he immediately gets sick. And like, it's like, oh, I shouldn't have sung in the rain because <laughs> the weather in cities is toxic because of all the pollution. You could do that. You could also just do a West Side story, what Spielberg mm. did with that a few years ago, which is just remake the movie as well. But the thing is, West Side Story isn't perfect. There's a lot of problems with that original movie, so I feel like the remake was needed. Whereas a remake for this, I'm like, I don't know if we need one. Yeah, well, that's that's probably why it hasn't been remade, because it doesn't need one. It does not need a remake. It is good enough as is. But... I, I could see that in the future we do this as like a satire of modern times making fun of modern things and being mm. like, hey, Hollywood's kind of uh, fucked up. They won't pay their writers, you know? Singing, yeah, singing in the rain, but it's about AI not going from, it's about it's about going from writers to AI or it's about the Hollywood strike, the writers strike. Yeah, I, I think we add that like halfway through the film, they're like, Ah, uh, sorry, we can't do the rest of the film. Uh, we're not doing it. All the writers have gone on strike. And it's like, well, shit, what are we going to do? And it's like, maybe actors have to, um, like, they try, like, making scripts up, but it's all terrible. Yeah. And they're like, hey, actors, we'll pay you more. Please come back. But then the you actors know? also went on strike, so. No, no, no. We could have that as the progression of the film. Like, first the writers go on strike and the actors are like, oh, shit. All right. I guess we'll have to make up stuff, do stuff. And then when they can't, they're like, we're going to go on strike unless you pay these writers more. And in our, you know, film universe, the, the studio caves and they pay the actors more and everyone's happy. Unlike the real world where they cut down trees to make it so you can't protest in the shade. Well, what? No, no, that uh, that can't be right. That, that can't be a real life thing. Why would they do that? <laughs> <sighs> maybe just pay people, actually. I don't know. Yeah, maybe just take. pay people. Yeah, you fuckers. The crazy thing about the strike as well is the amount of money that they're asking for it's like a tenth of what the CEO of Warner Brothers earns a year. Yeah, yeah. It's like 1% of their net revenue. Yeah. That they'd have to sacrifice or something. And it's like, oof, 
I think everyone should be paid a bit more. I think yes. rich CEOs should be paid slightly less. I think we should hang them. I think we should do Whoa. a French Revolution. <laughs> hey, Sandro, here's the problem, though. They just chopped up all the trees. Oh, we no. can't hang them. We can't hang them. <laughs> Chop the trees God down. damn it. They're one step ahead of us. God damn it. Anyway. That's why they really did that. Well, let's go through and recast a bunch of this then. Um, Chris Pratt. No. <laughs> Can he he's, sing? He's that popular boy. Oh. I don't know. He can do an Italian accent. That's for sure. <laughs> I don't know what movie you saw. <laughs> now, I thought that Mario was okay, but he was not. He was doing a Boston accent. No, Thank you very much. He was, it was terrible. It was bad. It, he is not a good Mario pick. I don't care what happened. Uh, that was a terrible idea. Did you know that Chris Pratt is Garfield as well? They were making a new Garfield movie, Chris Pratt's Garfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that. I know that. I remember yeah. that. Oh, my God. Yeah, let's not put Chris Pratt in anything, actually. Yeah, you know what? I'm on board, Sergeant. Let's let's not do that. Let's find someone else. Oh, dear. Oh, oh John Hamm. Oh, he's amazing. Jo- John Hamm. And he looks almost like the main actor in this film. And he's a great actor. He's good. He's too old, though. He is a bit old, but I feel like it could work. I also love him as an actor. You can have him as an older actor, and one of the jokes of the movie can be that he's too old for the role. <laughs> and that no one will believe him, and it's like, oh, we'll use CGI to make him look younger, or use, and then they have to, like, resort to things. Like, that could be a joke in the film. I like that. He's, he's only, like, in his 50s. We could just have him as a guy in his 50s, you know? Like, I was gonna, well, I was gonna check, because if it's gonna be set, in like now, I was thinking we go modern day youngish singers. I'm like, yeah, my that's fair. my idea, not for the main character, but for the comedic sidekick, was yeah. Lil Nas X <laughs> because he's fucking hilarious. He's a great actor too. I love that guy. Oh yeah, that would be pretty cool. Yeah, actually. Oh, but like, think about it. John Hamm and Little Nas X. That sounds. I like mean, it could be wise, That doesn't make any sense. Though. No, it doesn't make any sense. But it would be funny, though. What about what about John Hamm as the head of the studio? How about that? Okay, we can still have a minute. You could have him as playing like a guy who did singing in the rain previously, like the stage version. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yeah that's yeah. a good idea. And he's directing it. Yeah, I like that for the high pitched voice. Anna Kendrick can sing, but she's also very funny, and I feel like could play up being a bad singer. Oh, you want her as the like that? What that would be funny. She she is quite funny because she yeah she could easily do both roles actually. Who was our main then? Who was our lead? What about the guy from High School Musical? Not Troy Bolton, but the best friend. Oh, not 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 Zach. No, Efron. not Zach Efron, but uh, what the Corden Blue. Cordon Blue. He is in his thirties, but he's yeah. He can sing and he can dance, though. He that can sing true. and he can dance. He he would be used to the uh, musical environment. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I'll put a maybe on that one. We might be able to find someone better though. I'm feeling maybe for our lead. He's good though. I like him. Okay, for Kathy though, who'd be good for Kathy? How about this, Anna Kendrick? <laughs> yes. No, that's my suggestion for the other... Oh my god, wait a minute! 
Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What if she plays both characters? What if Anna Kendrick both plays the villain character and the voice actor voicing over the villain character? That is very funny. That's so good. Because she can do both, right? Yeah. So why not let her do both? That would be really funny. That is so funny. <laughs> that is that is very... That's a good twist on the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good twist of the movie. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, fuck it. All right, yeah. Anna Kendrick is both. I, I wonder if it's like... A real life she's doing, uh, what was that TV shows in 2000s where it had the normal girl who's doing, uh, like Britney Spears or whatever it was? Like Hannah Montana. Hannah Montana, yeah, yeah. Is this a Hannah Montana situation, but it gets weird? Or is it just like, in movie, we have this lady who's playing the two things, but in real life, it's it's two different I feel like in the movie, it's Anna Kendrick in a blonde wig, Anna Kendrick with natural... Yes. Brunette hair. Yeah, you think it's just, just, uh, in the movie, uh, it's just normal. Yeah. It's two different people, whereas outside it's played both by Anna Kendrick. <laughs> I guess that would get a bit too meta and a bit too weird. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anna Kendrick, then, as both the villain and the love <laughs> lead. Okay, so who's, who, who's, mm, who would be good as the, li- oh, Mm-hmm. We could go for David Diggs, who was... He's not in that many movies, but he was in Hamilton. Oh, yeah. He was in Zootopia. He was in Soul. Yeah. He's in the new Little Mermaid that just came out. Oh, he's Damn. Sebastian. He's Sebastian the Crab. Yeah. This guy's kind of popular. This guy's kind of good. I like him. I'm I'm like it. I'm warming up to this guy. I like this guy a lot. I don't know how good of a dancer he is, but I think that could work. Well, uh, that could be part of it, you know? We could give dance classes that he's not good at dancing. Well, that that could be part of the movie. Doesn't matter how good he is at dancing. Either he's great at dancing, and we could have a bit where he's like, oh, he's good at dancing. Or we could have a bit where he's like, oh, he's bad at dancing. I think that is good. Um, director. Who? Oh, yes. Who the fuck? I feel like people who have done musicals... John M. Chu directed In the Heights, which was a pretty decent, okay, recent musical. That one had good scale to it. He also directed Step Up to the Streets, and he's doing the Wicked movies. Yeah, uh, yeah. I I also agree. I think jo- uh, John M. Chu, he's he's uh, it's pretty great. Yeah. I, I think, like, Crazy Rich Asians, I think, is the sort of energy. Yeah. I think cra- Crazy Rich Asian is the sort of energy I want for this film, right? All right, we'll go with John M. Chu then. That's a, that's a pretty good version, though. That brings us to the bloody end yeah. of another bloody episode. We're done. Oh, my God. We're done? We're out of here? We're outskis? For this week. But what are we doing next week, Sandro? Sandro? Yes? You're going to pick a movie. Yeah, 1953. And I will pick that in a bloody second, Zach. Hold your bloody horses, because I tell you something else. Do we else. need to promote things first, though? Of course well, we do. Of course we do. I need to say all the shit that people skip world. over. Everyone skips this part of the podcast. It's true. That's why I'm going to tell a secret in the middle of this, so you need to listen in. You're going to tell a bloody secret? Yeah, yeah, so Ooh. you need to listen to all the places where you can listen to us. You know, the thing you're already doing, so you already know how to listen to us. <laughs> well, we are on Facebook, we are on Instagram, at uh, Pod. if you want to get in touch. Uh, we put up the pictures of our remakes on those socials, so go check out the uh, the page that I spent 20 minutes working on in Canva to see... 
who we chose and who we casted. I think they're pretty cool to look at. I like looking at them with my eyeballs. We're also on YouTube at Oldie Buddy Goodie Pod if you want to get your episodes that way. Uh, thanks to everyone who reviewed us on iTunes, on Spotify. It's called Apple Podcasts, not iTunes. Uh, yeah. Uh, iTunes is dead. <laughs> <laughs> they took iTunes out back. That's true. I love our modern age of changing things. I like how Twitter's now X. Mm. Just X. I like that as well. I think that's very funny. My, my secret is, did you know you can upload full videos now to Twitter? Full videos? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can, you can upload a, a, like a whole video thing, up to like half an hour, oh. an hour. Yeah, because people were putting the Mario movie on, on Twitter for a yeah, while. Yeah, 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 yeah. So now you can officially do that on X. You just go to xvideos.com. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was my secret. My secret was going to X videos. Ha <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd like to say that's a joke. Don't do that. Uh, and patreon.com forward slash oldiebuddygoodypod where you can get ad-free episodes, early episodes, and for a little bit extra money, bonus episodes. Zach, K-Drama, volume two is done. K-Drama, we're fucking done with it. We finished it. We did three months of Nicolas Cage. We're done. We ended it on a bonus battle between two massive uh, movies that he did uh, with Jerry Bruckheimer. Uh, the, 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 that was fun. A true cage match. It was a cage match. And I reckon we haven't recorded it yet, but it's going to be pretty fun because I've already seen one of the movies. I already watched one of them, but we haven't recorded it yet and I haven't seen the other one. (laughs) Well, here's the thing, Sanjay. You know what I said? I said the secret. That wasn't the secret. People who have actually listened to this point, you get the secret. Oh my god, another secret. The secret The secret is that uh, we record a lot of these things in advance. So when we say things like, go check out this episode we've recorded, uh, we haven't recorded it yet. No, we haven't recorded it yet, or we recorded it two months ago. It's- <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or it's all pre-recorded from ages ago. This is the 8th of the 8th that we're recording <laughs> oh this. Oh my song. god, don't say that. <laughs> I've got to leave it in though, it's very funny. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to pick next episode. Oh, yeah. you got to pick the next movie. What movie are you going to pick? Ah, uh, spoiler. We've already picked the movie <laughs> in advance. This is the secret. We've already picked the movie in advance. What this do you just mean? just a bit we do. The, the last movie we read out is the one that we pick. It's not that we picked it beforehand. Yeah, it's just a, just a happenstance. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm sure you're gonna pick Peter Pan this week, aren't you, Sandra? You're gonna pick Peter Pan, ah, aren't you? Fuck Peter Pan. It's a good did, movie, oh, but uh, I'm not picking he a didn't Disney pick film. The movie that I started off this thing with—that's so weird. <laughs> what if I pick Roman Holiday? That's a fun film. Uh, is it? Yeah, I like it. I like Roman Holiday. It's about it's about falling in love with Audrey Hepburn and Gregory Peck, and they're in Rome or some shit. Oh yeah, I'm not picking oh, that, yeah, Sandra. I'm not picking that one. Actually, I'm not picking it. What about the Beast from Twenty Thousand Fathoms? That sounds. Fun actually, but I'm not gonna bloody pick it. Oh no! But it's a near Arctic Circle researchers to detonate a nuclear device and unwittingly thaw a prehistoric beast from millions of years ago. It's definitely not Godzilla. You know what? We are in the fifties. We are in the fifties, which means we get a lot of monster movies. We should do some monster movies soon. I I would love to do monster movies. Yeah. That's kind of why I brought this up because I would actually like to do some monster movies because you know. They're cool. But Zach, what about Catwomen of the Moon? <laughs> Wait, is this related to the Catwoman no. that we've already done? No. The Panther? What? No, it's separate. It's its own thing. <laughs> Wait, there's different cat people? 
This is this this reads like a bad episode of the original Star Trek show. The, oh, really? the tagline is a group of astronauts travel to the moon and find that it's inhabited by a race of telepathic cat women. Oh no, this sounds terrible. Tell me you're not picking this film. We're not we're not doing that. We're not doing that. Okay. So what are we doing then? No, I know what we're picking, Zach, and I'm picking something that's actually pretty similar to Singing in the Rain, because it's also a musical. Oh, another musical? Is this the musical weeks? What, what is happening? That's right, I'm picking a musical, but Zach, it's not just a musical. It's a musical in the style of a sort of movie that, that, that was very, very popular back then, but we haven't done one yet. It's a Western. Oh, Western? Western musical. It's a film I saw a couple times as a kid, haven't seen it since. Is it the Wiki Wiki Wild Wild West? <laughs> it's, it's close. It's, clo- <laughs> it's called... Calamity Jane. Oh, Calamity Jane. I've heard of Calamity Jane before. She's a Wild West heroine. She dresses like a man. She kills people in Deadwood. I do love a bit of heroin. Eh, it's Doris Day. I feel like I watched this movie a couple times as a kid and I thought it was pretty fun. So I, I've never seen this before. Yeah. So this is pretty cool. I like Westerns. I like Westerns a lot. And it's a shame we haven't done as many Westerns yet. Although this... I think it's around the 60s where westerns really get super popular. Yeah, they were popular before then, but they got, like, superhero movie level popular in the 60s. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. All right, do that next time. Zach, you go bounce out of that body. I go wrap up the bloody podcast by saying that I'm a mad cunt. Hello. Whoa, what a mad cunt. He's just saying it. Uh, uh, yeah. Have fun with this guy. Also, he's been to the future. I think this is some another timey wimey shit. Oh, did you want me to explore that? Oh, he's gone. Zach's gone. Um, hi. What was your name again? Why, it's me, John uh, Steed. Ah, uh, Mr. Steed. I must say, we, you said you've been to the future, and I feel like I should probably talk about that because we've got a plot this year, and I've kind of ignored it over the last few yeah, weeks. Yeah, th- 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 it does appear that the plot's lost the plot, as it were. Uh, <laughs> well, you see, it's all leading to a build-up at the end of the year where uh, shenanigans will ensue. But in the meantime, I'm going to get my friend uh, to uh, whisk me off to the future so I can invest in more companies that will be profitable. Whisk you off to the future, that means that you are a time traveller, and that means that, oh, Harry Grindle Matthews is at it again? Is he free? I already knew that, I think. No, you didn't. No, but you can now. Yeah, he's totally free. I've still got to find out who the orphan's parents are. Isn't that right, orphan? It's a mystery. It's a mystery. Oh, my God. No one cares if it's a mystery or not. (laughs) Jesus Christ. All right. All right. I'm leaving. And fuck your plate as well. Oh, my God. The plate broke. That joke (laughs) came back. We haven't done that in a few weeks. It's back. (laughs) It's back, baby. I'm smashing all the plates. I'm smashing them all. Oh, my God. Ow, my ears. That's too many sound effects. All right. I'm leaving. And I'm singing in the broken plates. I'm singing in the broken plates. (laughs) 